I'm Trey Goins Phillips, and welcome to the Prodigal Stories podcast, a show where Billy Hallowell and I take you through some of the most powerful stories of the day, stories of hope, transformation, and intrigue. On today's episode, we welcome T.C. Stallings, a football player turned Christian movie star, to talk about his latest film, No Vacancy, how he got into acting in the first place, how he became a Christian, and how he professes Christ in Hollywood. We hope you enjoy our conversation with T.C. Stallings. T.C. Stallings, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's an honor. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So you have a new movie coming out. That's what we're here to talk about called No Vacancy. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that movie? Uh, Yeah, well, I'm excited about it. No Vacancy. Um, I love the story. It's, uh, It's one of those ones where there's kind of some sub stories within the story. It's following the lives of three people, my character being one of them. Um, I play Cecil Johnson, and then there's a uh, a reporter in the film played by Sean Young, and then there's a pastor in the film played by Dean Kane, and it follows these three people's lives who intertwine in a very cool way. My character is homeless, uh, he's on drugs, um, you know, dealing with, you know, crime in his life, violence in his life, just to the point where he doesn't even want to be around anymore. And mm-hmm. um, he ends up being basically just loved on and listened to in such a way where he ends up coming to the church and that's how he meets the pastor. And then these two want to have a, um, uh, they want to help other people like Cecil, like my character. And I become one of the catalysts for that to get this program started. And then the reporter comes in and has, and has to cover what we're trying to do, which is use a motel in the town to start caring for the homeless. So that's the backdrop, but the city doesn't want it to happen. So that's like the backdrop right there. And that's where the, the, the bump in of the heads come in. And, and that's where you need things to work out. And um, the thing I love about this is it's not one of those, you know, it's not a fake fairy tale type thing. There's a lot of really cool things and, and you can even call it a miracle if you want to that happens in this story and it's all true. And so I love that. And so that's like the backdrop for uh, No Vacancy based on a true story church out of um, uh, Leesburg, Florida, First Baptist Church, who to this day is still taking care of uh, people like my character Cecil who are strung out and, and needed help. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's the heart behind it. And it's an incredible trans- tra- like transformation that you see and it's going to inspire a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible story. And then to know that it's true uh, is is another layer uh, to that story. But, I, you know, how did you come across this story? How did your role in the movie come about? This was so cool because this was like 2016, 2017, when, um, when uh, Art, uh, the executive producer, reached out to me. Uh, I think we had met at like a conference or something like that, or he had seen me speak at a conference or something. He reached out to me and told me all about the film and that, I was going to be the first person that he cast if I was interested. That was like 20, wow. like I said, 2016, 2017. So here it is like six years later. Um, and, and, and I don't know what happened between in, in that six year period, but it, you know, that's the period that it took to the point to where it's ready to go. And he reached right back out and was like, no vacancy is ready to go. You are the first person cast. If you want it, here's the script. I read the script and fell in love with it. And I was just like, this is going to be the most challenging role of my life. And, um, and and as an actor, you want to keep being able to say that. And so for me yeah. to be able to say that at this particular time, I was just like, wow. And uh, I almost had pretty much forgotten about it. I really, it had been so long. And um, I'm just glad that I, that he, you know, he kept me in mind and, um, you know, stuck with his, uh, basically was, was like a promise to me. He stuck with it. And, and uh, so, yeah, I read the script and saw the challenge of it all. And I just said, oh, I'm in, this is me, got to do it. And I love the heart behind the story. And I'm just like, wow, I'm going to be a part of something powerful. And uh, so, and, that, and the rest is history. 
Yeah. You know, for a lot of Christians, they were first introduced to you probably on, on War Room uh, when you were, were in that film. But uh, you I originally- I Courageous. Courageous. Or Courageous. Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that was, no, you're yeah, right. It. Yeah. It was definitely Courageous yeah, War first. Room went to another level. War Room kind of, War Room yeah. broadened, broadened, you know, people kind of knowing that I'm out here mm. doing this thing, so. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, so you're originally an athlete, you played football. Mm -hmm. How did the, how did the transition into acting come? Was that something that was always on your radar? Uh, radar? No. Back pocket? Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and it was just something I used to do for fun. You know, it's one of those things where I always want to play football. The acting thing was just something like, I just, I just like to have fun with it. You know, it, it was like a hobby, really. You know, you do plays in, in in church i did plays in school you did plays at college as well just for fun i even took some theater classes as a minor just because if i you know, when you take your lesser serious classes what would i like to do you know, the acting classes they're just fun just you know as far as sure. learning about theater and all so it was just something fun to do um but what made me get serious um a lot of people think you know my first role was was uh, courageous which that was like my first major role but before that i was an extra in the movie secretariat and uh, being on set and because I was a featured extra, meaning they, you literally had like certain place you had to be and, and you had to dress in the, in the 70s and all of that, you know, action and scripting. And I saw all the other actors and I was seeing this and I'm just like, that's when the acting bug kind of started to nibble on me right there. And uh, I said, man, you know, this might be something I might be looking at, you know, down the road. And then uh, a couple of years later, after playing some more pro football, I actually went to the, to the movies in 2008. And uh, I saw the movie Fireproof by the Kendrick Brothers uh, in theaters and the impact that it had on the people in the theaters. Uh, people in there were just really kind of really moved by the film. And I said, you know what? I think I want to do this. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I said, I'm going to pray about working with the Kendrick Brothers. And a year and a half later, I got my first, first role from the Kendrick Brothers. You know, so that kind of really pushed me into the acting to where I felt like I could do this uh, full time. And from there, you know, I pursued it heavily and ended up in Hollywood for nine years. And the rest is yeah. history. Yeah, I actually didn't know that about Secretariat that you had a role uh, in that movie. Well, as, as an extra, you find if you find me in Secretariat, you good. You know, it was <laughs> it was basically the it was just basically three thousand extras had to come in. They had regular yeah. extras and featured extras, and I got cast for featured extra, which means you're gonna be down front when when Secretariat runs past the railing in uh, the Kentucky Derby when he wins. So I'm like, man. I wasn't even expecting to be seen. I'm going to be seen. So I thought that the feature part made me special. No, <laughs> you, you can scour the crowd. You ain't going to see me. So it's an uncredited role. You know, I'm just an extra, but yeah. that was really the first time I ever was really a part of a film. So it's uncredited, but I was in it. So I, yeah. you know, I always say to myself, like, man, that was really my first time, like on a set where it's like, huh, I like this. And so, you know, right. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it got the wheels turning in your head yeah. and got you really interested in it, which sure I, did. I think that's fascinating. And, you know, I want to ask too uh, about your faith and growing up. I mean, what was your your journey to faith? How did you come to be a believer in Christ? Yeah, well, started off, I grew up in it with my mother. You know, I, I can't say that I had a, uh, a faith-filled home or Christian home, but I had a Christian mom. And, uh, mm. and so she kept me straight. You know, I was the youngest of six. And so um, you know, I grew up, you know, kind of rough and in, in tough areas and stuff like that. But my, my mother kept me to church and kept me involved in the choir and, you know, stuff like that and, and playing drums and just, you know, just kept me involved. So I had enough to know to fear God and, and just believe and, and pray to Jesus and stuff like that. But it was more habitual for me growing up, you know, um, you know, pray before you eat, you know, pray before a big football game, th things like that. 
But my faith turned to the point to where I knew what it truly means to not just be a believer, but to be a follower too, to where Jesus led your life, where the Holy Spirit is in charge, where God is sovereign, where the Bible is the ultimate authority. Like all that stuff came in my, my sophomore year of college. So I, I felt, I always tell people up until my sophomore year of college, I was a believer. That was it. But mm -hmm. after that, when I, when I started studying scripture and, and got my, basically my Damascus Road moment, I became a true follower of Jesus Christ where he led my life. And that's kind of where I've been ever since. So grew up in it, um, got more mature in it around my college years. And, um, you know, and that's kind of where I am today, you know, um, going with a understanding of what it truly means to not just be a believer, but to be a follower. Yeah. You know, if you don't mind my asking, what was that? What was the turning point for you the moment? in college? Yeah, it was a sophomore year. It was a Bible study. It was, it was a, there was a kid on campus that, you know, like I said, I was a, the star player on the team, one, one of the star players on the team. So I was noticeable. And, and I was one of those people, like I said, I thought I was doing the right thing. I, I, like I would go to like church and go to FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, stuff like that. And, and, and I was one of those people. I was an outspoken type of Christian too. I just thought for what I knew, I innocently thought I was doing enough, you know? And so when they say, hey, anybody on the University of Louisville football team that want to come share their faith with kids, people say, oh, you got to go get TC. You got So I would always go and do these things. But in my, in my like, my private life and just like I'm still cussing I'm listening to cussing music I did whatever I want because I didn't think God cared about those things I thought all I had to do was believe I went to a bible study in which someone opened it up to me more so in scripture and showed me that you know you you got it wrong brother and show me that it's not enough to believe you know the bible says even the demons believe you know we start reading about what a true follower is and what that looks like and so it was through that bible study that I just kind of felt I felt like man I'm letting God down and I'm I got to get this stuff right and so from that point on I didn't just like let somebody tell me what God did. I looked in the Bible and I studied and I let the, the Holy Spirit speak to me and I really started caring about what was in scripture. So it was from that point on that I can see in scripture what it means to be a Christian. And if God ever used the Bible to look for his Christians, he needed to be able to find me. That was that was the way that I started to look at it. You know, not what people say, what God said Christian is. And so it was from that point on, that Bible study, that one Bible study, that one night from a kid who kept pursuing having Bible study with me, one-on-one -on -one Bible study, pretty much, you know, changed the way I saw what being a Christian was all about. And, um, you yeah. know, using scripture and prayer has furthered that along. So that, that's, that's how my transformation happened. You know, I can relate to a lot of that. I think so many people can, that particularly people who are maybe in my situation where I grew up in a, a strong Christian home and you, you kind of rely on the faith of other people around you and you think yeah. you're a believer, uh, but you realize that you kind of compartmentalize it. So you're like, well, God, you can have this, but I'm going to keep these other things for myself. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you taught I, right. If you taught right from the beginning, like my kids, I got two kids and they know that it ain't enough to believe and do the habitual things. You got to have mm -hmm. a right relationship you know, uh, based on what scripture says, you know, and so evaluate yourself based on what Jesus says a true follower of him is, and then you'll be okay. So they, they let scripture be their top authority. I didn't learn that when I was, you know, young. And uh, so, yeah, if you, you teach them the right way and, uh, and then it's up to them to make the right decisions. But yeah, man, it's all about what God says a true follower is, what Jesus says. And uh, yeah. I'm glad I learned that my sophomore year for sure. Changed everything. You know, it's, uh, you know, just off of that, I think it's, it's a lot of people are uncomfortable uh, when they're put in a situation to share their faith. Obviously, it was through people sharing their faith and talking to you uh, that you had a conversion. Um, but people are timid when they're asked to share their faith. I want to ask, what has it been for you in your sphere of influence in Hollywood and in, in sports, movie making? What has it been like to share your faith and be an ambassador for Christ in your world? 
Well, for me, you know, when I read scripture, I realize that's why I'm here. And once I realize that I want to live out my God-given purpose and I trade in what I want for what he wants, that's how I just try to use all my gifts and talents for him. You know, that's why, you know, for me, doing films and, and stuff like this, like No Vacancy and everything has given me a platform. And so people yeah. want to do interviews like this and, and things like that. And that just gives me the opportunity to uh, reflect all the glory to him. And so it has come. It, it's not hard for me because I don't worry about what, you know, what people think or, you know, the outcome. As long as I'm telling the truth of what God wants me to say, I more so fear God than I do people. So I would rather, you know, in scripture, it's funny, in Revelations, it talks about the, t- the people that won't see the kingdom of God. And, and you know, it focuses on, you know, all liars and all of it. But the very first thing it says is the coward. And people don't understand that. You know, you had to read that in Revelation. It says the coward. And when he's talking about the cowardly, these are people when it comes time to really stand up for the Lord that they that they that they shrink back, that they that they compromise, that they don't want to, that they deny him or anything like that. So for me, I fear God. I don't want him to look at me and say, you know what, you were a coward on earth. You didn't, you, you did what you need to do to blend in. You tried not to uh, have people upset with you because of Christ and all of that. So you can, you know, and think you can have it both ways. I, I fear that just like the Bible says, you should fear that, you know, fearing them, you know, that's idolatry, you know, and stuff like that. So for me, what makes it easy for me to do is I'm like, what would God want me to do? What would Christ want me to do? What does the Holy Spirit lead me to do? And I care more about what he thinks than anybody else. So to not share puts me in the line of fire of the Lord and that ain't happening. So that's what gives me the courage. And it, it's, you know, it's not, it's not hard. And plus I don't control the outcomes. So I let, I leave that up to the Lord. So yeah, man, I just, I let the Holy Spirit lead and, and uh, you know, I, I have to live it and walk it. The hardest part is walking it and living it out, which I, I'm, I put the most work in. You can say whatever you want, but now you got to be it too. And uh, so I focus on all of that, but through the Holy Spirit, you can get it done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my last question for you, just to bring uh, the conversation full circle and back to the movie No Vacancy, which is out May 9th, by the way, for for mm-hmm. people who are listening to this. Uh, you know, it puts faith front and center. Obviously, it's about a church, as you said uh, at the beginning. What was maybe a piece of the movie that stuck out to you most or a piece of the story that was most impactful to you? I think the most impactful thing for me is the way that the person, you're going to see someone that, um, you can see it in the trailer, someone that's talking to my character. And my character is, is strung out, he's homeless, he's not, you know, he's not attractive, he's not, he's not anything that makes you want to walk up to him and sit down and have a conversation and see about him. But, but that is the beauty of it, is that when you love people and you're not, you don't show favoritism, you're willing to love anybody who needs love and you're willing to listen to anybody who needs to be heard. You know, you love and you listen, not only to the person in need, but then you also listen to what God wants, wants you to do for the person that's in need. To see that play out in this film and then see what happened as a result of that single conversation where someone came, loved, listened to both the person in need and the God who can help the person in need. And then you get this beautiful situation that's birthed out of that, where now hundreds and hundreds of men and women like my character are being taken care of. That Mm -hmm. undeniable fact, because this is a true story, it, it just blows me away. And so when you see this, you can't deny what God can do when you're obedient to uh, how he tells you to just, you know, do one of the, the, the greatest commandments that there is to love him and love people. So you love people and listen to them. Some amazing things can happen. So, you know, look out for those that are in need, the least of these, as the Bible refers to it, you look out for them and, and look what God can do with that kind of heart. And uh, that, 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 that's what blew me away. So that's like the, that's like the, not only the standout for me, but I hope is a takeaway for everybody who sees no vacancy. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, absolutely. I think that's a, a fantastic place to leave it. TC, thank you so much for joining us here. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. So that was TC Stallings. He's the star of the upcoming film, No Vacancy, which, by the way, we should say it tells the story of a downtrodden reporter who ultimately befriends a recovering drug addict who's played by TC, uh, as, he, as the journalist chronicles the ups and downs of a church in Florida that's trying to purchase a rundown motel uh, and bring it back to life as a home for homeless families. So it's it's an incredible movie and a, a, a great story. Uh, but I'm joined now by Billy Howell to share a few takeaways from our conversation with uh, TC. Billy, what did you what'd you think? Oh, my gosh. Well, I love I love TC. He's a great guy and he has an amazing story. I think for me, my takeaway is just that this is a guy who has kind of followed God's promptings into Hollywood and has had a really uncommon career. And I'm just inspired by that, just following God, listening to God and where that can take you. And it's taken him some really incredible places. Yeah, no, I I think it's incredible too to to think about uh, his journey first as a football player, and then I asked, you know, did did you always want to be an actor? And it was just something that was on the back of his mind. Uh, but then he ends up being in Secretariat, which I did. Did you know that, uh, Billy, that he had a very small role in in Secretariat as an extra? Uh, so he did that, uh, and then I, uh, I actually didn't know. Yeah, that. I was trying to stretch into my memory to see if I remembered that. I did not remember that. Yeah. Um, so, but like, you know, very, very small role, but still that was kind of what got, got him interested in it. So it's incredible to see how God took him from being a pro athlete to ending up in, in Hollywood, doing movies with the Kendrick brothers. Uh, it's just very clear throughout his story and his testimony that God has certainly had his hand on him, which I think is, it's awesome that he's so open to talking about that. Yeah, and he's a genuinely good guy who has not deviated from his faith and actually has gone out of his way. What I do love about T.C. Stallings is that he's, you know, created these, you know, courses and and these materials for other people who are moving into Hollywood who are Christians who don't want to compromise. Mm. And that's something he's been really big on, helping people not compromise. He's also in, you know, Vindication, which is a great show um, on yeah. Netflix and you know, I don't know. I, I think that there are very few people like him and very few people who are willing to give up maybe the glamours and the monies of a bigger career to take the maybe smaller roles or the different roles or to avoid certain roles so that they can stand by their faith and be an example to other people. And that's the really cool thing about what he does. And obviously, I mean, he he burst onto the scene really in people's minds in, in War Room, right? That was the yeah. film where... He had done things before that, obviously, uh, but that was the film where he really made a name for himself. He ended up being in the number one movie in America, right, when that came out and just inspiring, amazing story and, and a cool guy all around. Yeah. And, you know, I think the biggest takeaway for me that was relatable um, was his story of conversion to Christianity and saying that he was even the guy in college who he lived, he looked like he was living the, the the right way, like he was following in obedience to Christ, but really it was all kind of a facade. Um, but he was so good at it that there were people at his college who were saying, well, if we want to lead somebody to Christ, we need to have TC do it. Uh, but he wasn't even necessarily 
a Christian yet. Uh, and he said, you know, he referenced the scripture that says even the demons know who, who Jesus is and they believe. Uh, he said, that was kind of what I was like, like I knew intellectually who God was. And I knew what Jesus was and what he did for us, you know, just intellectually in my head, but it wasn't something that uh, had, had made a, a heart transformation in his life. And the reason it was so relatable to me, and like I said to him, it's like, there's so many people who grow up Christian who kind of just take on the faith of their parents or siblings or friends or, you know, whatever. Um, but there comes a point when you have to take responsibility for your own faith. Uh, and it's cool to hear his story of how he, he has taken responsibility. And now he feels this very strong calling to use his platform to tell other people about Christ. And he's not shying away from it. And that has to be increasingly difficult anywhere, but certainly in Hollywood. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I love what you brought up there because so many of us struggle with that. I really struggled with that when I got to college, you know, having been like, oh, I'm a Christian. I went to church my whole life and almost unleashing a little bit in some ways, because I had to really figure it, figure it out. Do I believe the things that my parents have told me and that I've heard at church my whole life? Or do I believe this, you know, wild world in New York City where I'm going to college? Like, which which is the thing that I'm going to embrace and believe? And of course, you know, the, the healthy part of obviously, you don't want to unleash and I wasn't that bad. But you know, you don't want to you don't want to walk away from your faith, but you want to discover it for yourself and own it for yourself. Because if you don't, then it's just a thing that's in your mind, as you were saying, it's not a thing that's in your heart. And that was a really incredible process for me. And it was cool to hear him, you know, and I I've loved talking to him in the past as well, talk through that process for himself. It's It's very relatable for lifelong Christians. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I was so refreshed by our conversation because I think we need that dose of hope, particularly coming from from Hollywood and from the entertainment world. So I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I hope everybody who's listening enjoyed the conversation. Uh, we could keep going on it for a while, but TC Stonks is an incredible story. Uh, so, you know, I, we love to bring those kind of stories to light. Like, I'm so excited, Billy, that we're doing this and telling these kinds of stories because it's so important. We need to be hopeful and to to be aware of the ways in which God is moving in people's lives. Uh, so I'm excited that we are doing this. I am too. I think that this is a show where you're going to hear amazing transformation, life change, miracle, the list goes on stories. And I'm excited to be doing it with you because we, we've wanted to do this for a while, right? We've wanted yeah. to be able to come together since we, I think there aren't a lot of people in our space who get to tell the stories that we do. And so this is going to be a blast. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode of the Prodigal Stories podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Edify, wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. We have a new one every Thursday and sometimes we have a bonus thrown in too. 